Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Alana, Kyle, and Tira, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Kingdom Sexuality. Today we are continuing our talk on orgasms, and today we are focusing on I forget the technique and <laughs> troubleshooting and toys. Is that right? I think yes, so. That sounds yes. right. <laughs> Great intro. So hope, hopefully you're, you're intrigued and you're here to learn. Uh, so we're going to start off with a verse, Proverbs 5, 16 to 19. May your fountain be blessed and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth, a loving doe, a graceful deer. May her breast satisfy you always and may you ever be intoxicated with her love. Okay, and then a review. This is a five-star review saying, I'm absolutely loving this podcast and learning so many things and figuring out why my wife feels certain ways and why I feel certain ways about things in our marriage. Alana's perspective on things is so amazing, especially with the mindset reset episode along with Paris. I loved every second of that. Kyle's story with pornography has really connected with me. And while I am not currently in a relapse moment, I have taken steps to make sure when temptation hits again, I am already equipped with life after porn. Thank you all for your intentionality in communicating this in a godly manner that fits Christianity. Good for you, buddy. That was so nice. That's awesome. Oh, sheesh. Who's ready for the next episode to just be reviews? (laughs) (laughs) Me. (laughs) My words of affirmation is like, wow, really? (laughs) Love that. Okay, so this episode, like Tira, so gracefully mentioned, (laughs) is about like the next step. So last time we talked about, you know, what is an orgasm? How do I have one? Or how have people had one? You know, how they described it, things like that. And so now we're going to be like, okay, let's troubleshoot here. What if I cannot achieve an orgasm or I haven't achieved one? What do I do? Like, it can seem like a big, scary thing in front of you and intimidating if you're like I don't even know where to start so um I'll just share a bit of my journey to kind of segue into this I feel like it, it I resonate <laughs> with this um so for me I think this all began in my mind before I even got married where a friend of mine who had been married for a number of years was like you know I just I can't orgasm and we were like having a one of those like girl talks where I would think I was engaged and so she was like chatting with me and she's like, yeah, no, I, I don't. And I like some women just don't and some women do. And so I was just like set up be like, oh, well, I will. Like in my mind, I'm like, this will be fine. Like no big deal. Um, like we talked about last time, did people expect it would happen automatically? Yes, I did. Fully did. Mm-hmm. And then getting married, I remember, I maybe I've mentioned this in another episode. I talked to some girlfriends afterwards. I was like, if I had had sex before I had gotten married, I would have felt totally ripped off. Like, I would have, like, like it was great and lovely and, you know, your first time having sex and whatever. But I was like, it was not nearly the fireworks show that everyone tells you it's going to be the first time you're trying to navigate this. Like, I was like, I was 18, Jeff was 19. Like, so anyways, I was like, 
and I hope I didn't scare them telling them that, but I also wanted to be like, guys, <laughs> just think about this. Anyways, so um, yeah, so orgasming for me was not something that happened automatically right away. And I didn't even know what to do. Like, I just assumed, okay, well, this is my lot in life. Like some women do, like she said, some don't, and I just don't, I guess. So, and I mean, I think we did still like try to do different things to see if uh, we would get there and you kind of get close sometimes, but maybe not. And you're kind of in your head about it because you don't really know. And so that was, so we were married for six years probably. And then I got pregnant with Theo and then I had my son Theo and it was after that. I was like, okay, I think it was during that time I had a chat with some girlfriends, which I mentioned in the last episode too. And she was talking about how, you know, she was having multiple orgasms and I was like, okay, like this needs to change and I need to get on this. Like something's gotta be different here. And I don't know if I told them then that I hadn't, I feel like I had, I feel like I mentioned it. I was like, guys, I haven't ever had one. And I think they were just like, I couldn't believe it and they were like you have to and so I think that was a part of what put that like fire in my belly like yeah I can do this and I can figure this out but it took that onus for me to realize this is on me like it's been six years of it being kind of on the both of us a little bit kind of probably just feeling like it was on him somehow I think I assumed he would know what to do which like I don't know why <laughs> or how he could have possibly known <laughs> but I think that was part of what was in my mind so anyways um yeah and so it took me then after in that healing process where I was like looking into resources and that's when I was trying to find out you know where are Christian resources like what about these Christian women who are newly married and they want to try and have an orgasm but they don't want to go on cosmopolitan.com or <laughs> whatever to see those tips because they're not great and um, so I did, I looked into Christian resources that I could find if I could find any and non-Christian ones. Cause I was like, I just need to know anatomy of this, like what needs to happen and how do we get there? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it just took me then trying to like, be like, okay, we have to try this thing or we have to do this. And which was very, not my personality to be in charge and like, I'm just like a people pleaser kind of like, oh yeah, and whatever you want is great. Like, it's fine. Like, no, it's still really good or whatever. But to be like, okay, like, and Jeff was totally keen. He wasn't like, oh, fine, I guess so. He was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, this is awesome. So yeah, I don't know. Do I, what, what else do I go more depth into? That's probably it. Did your, did your friends give you tips or instruction or did they just kind of say like, oh, that's too bad? You should be. Yeah, no, to. I don't. Like, yeah, I don't. We're not that I can recall, but I definitely remember having conversations with some of my other friends after that, um, who were also, I don't think, having orgasms, mm -hmm. and like we were able to be like, okay, have you tried being on top? Like little things like that. We're like, have you tried this? Have you tried like thinking of it more of like, you know, more like rubbing your pelvis you know, less of like intercourse. Don't think about it as like intercourse. Think about it as its own thing where you're like, no, this isn't sex intercourse. This is, you're having an orgasm sex. Like this is, you know, the prequel to the main event, so to speak. Um, yeah. So it's definitely a mindset shift in that regard where yeah. you're less of it thinking of, of it as 
this is just something that will happen during intercourse. Like I just assumed, I just assumed it would happen at some point magically. Oh, cool. I had an orgasm during sex, <laughs> but without realizing, oh shoot, this actually takes time and effort. And I have to know what feels good for myself. And I have to know how to communicate that to my husband. And we have to know how to do this together. Yeah. One thing that I think might be helpful to talk about is like, do you remember your first one? Hmm. Um, and the reason I ask that is because I think there might be women out there who are like, I don't know if I've had one. So I wonder, like, did you have that? Like, oh my gosh, like I totally just had my first one. Um, like I think during the years that I wasn't regularly orgasming every now and then there'd be something that like, like we talked about last week, there's like different forms. It would be like, I think that was kind of one, right. Where you're like, you're like not fully certain, but you're like, yeah, I think so. Like that was really good. That was something that was different than it normally is. It felt better than it normally does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, but so I don't remember specifically like the time where things switched, but I definitely knew like looking back, I'm sure I knew once I was able to have them regularly, it was like, oh, for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, that was it versus that. Like, yeah, I think maybe I, maybe I did kind of a little bit, which like, even still there's times where you, you still have those orgasms that are like, yeah, that that was, it was still really good. And I kind of did, but it wasn't like a full, right. Like we talked about last time, but yeah, I don't know if there was like a, that moment. That's a good question though. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the ways a lot of women report finally being able to orgasm is by using toys because they can provide much more stimulation in a concentrated manner than humans can, basically. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's one of the most popular suggestions that women get when asking how to achieve an orgasm. So we are going to do an entire series like this on toys. So we're not going to go too, too much into the data here because we want to save some of it for down the road. Mm-hmm. But um, we did ask how many of the husbands and wives out there have had an orgasm using toys. And 59% of the women or the wives said that they have had an orgasm using toys and 44% of husbands said that they have achieved orgasm using toys. So <laughs> I'm going to try and hide some of my disbelief here and save <laughs> it for the toy series, but both of these numbers shocked me quite a bit the first time that I looked at them. And I won't say in which direction they shocked me because I'll save that. But <laughs> yeah, that this was, yeah. <laughs> I'll let you guys comment if you want to. <laughs> well I I mean we know that there are so many different types of toys and stuff specifically for women so I feel like for me it doesn't shock me the the stat about wives you know a little over half Um, but husbands having achieved orgasm using toys that is a little bit of a surprise I think okay which toys Uh, like you know I can only think of a few and to be that yeah. high of a statistic I'm like wow that I'm kind of wondering if I wonder if they misinterpreted they what you were asking. asking did they give it as like together as a couple 
Oh, like if one of you has achieved orgasm, like has there been an orgasm during a sexual encounter using a toy? I gotcha. Yeah. Cause. Yeah. Maybe. Or, or like, you know, like simple toys that can be used during penetrative sex is that, did they consider that achieving orgasm through a toy? Which is like, well, it, it could have been enhanced pleasure. Right. With, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm kind of curious how people interpreted that. And yeah, mm-hmm. in particular, the men, that, that surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to dive into this more when we do our toy series. And <laughs> yeah, get yeah we'll, ask, we'll ask much more detailed questions then. And yeah. we'll get to yeah. get to the bottom yeah. of it. Um, <laughs> but one thing, and we'll talk again, we'll talk about this way more in the toy series, but the potential negative effect that toys can have mm. where you become reliant on them and then having an orgasm without them can be more difficult or basically we were trying to ask like can it be more difficult yeah. and it's like a yes and a no answer which isn't very helpful if you're wondering now but you'll <laughs> right. just have to wait a few months until the series comes out yeah exactly um so i will say though that if you are struggling with achieving orgasm a lot of women did report a much greater ease in achieving one with toys compared to without. Again, because it can provide way more stimulation than humans can in any capacity. So, but there's a lot more to consider when you're going to introduce toys. You don't just like go to Mary Dan's and order one. So if you're hearing this and you are thinking like, oh, I have never had an orgasm. Maybe I'll just go buy a toy. Like it's don't please don't do that there's a lot more to consider before mm-hmm. you introduce toys into the marriage yeah. it's not that simple mm-hmm. so we quickly asked those who had achieved orgasm prior to marriage how that affected orgasm within marriage 47% reported this is just the wise by the way 47% said it was about the same 29% of women said that it was harder to achieve orgasm within marriage when they had first achieved orgasm outside of marriage said it was easier to achieve orgasm within marriage when they had first achieved orgasm outside of marriage. So it's kind of all over the map there um, with everyone's experience being different, which is not uncommon. Uh, For the men, 65% said it was about the same, 30% said less difficult, and only 6% said more difficult. Also, if any of you are like critiquing our numbers here and you see like that question right there where the number goes over 100%, it's because we just rounded to the nearest percent. So that's how we got 101% there. If anyone's. Someone's auditing you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Auditors in the room are like, "Mm -mm, no birds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But most importantly, in answering the question of how to achieve orgasm, if you're currently struggling, we asked what it was that finally helped. So we gave multiple options and respondents could choose as many of them as they wanted. Okay. Okay. So let's go through it. Wives said 61% reported that getting out of my head Mm. was what helped. 58% said trying more foreplay. 39% said figuring out what I liked than teaching my husband. 28% said using toys. 2.4% 2.4% said counseling or sex therapy. 7.6% said getting their hormones balanced or checked. 14% said nothing, it just took time. And 8% said they still haven't had one. Hmm. Okay. 
Um, so we'll go over these after we go through the husbands and we can talk about this for a bit because I think this is really important here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, husband said, so these are husbands who were struggling to orgasm. So it's a pretty low amount of people. Um, but 47% said getting out of my head. 34% said trying more foreplay. 26% said figuring out what I liked and then teaching my wife. 8.4% said using toys. 3% said counseling or sex therapy. 37% said nothing. It just took time. And 1.5% said they still have not had one. Uh, so again, I wonder how the husbands interpreted this if they interpreted it within their marriage because if even just looking at that last question where it's like 1.5 percent said they still haven't had one that number was actually way lower in the question that we asked at the beginning of have you had one or not it was like 99 point something i think it was Mm. right yeah um i'll quickly look it up here what was it yeah 99.6 percent of men so right I wonder mm-hmm. if they were interpreting this for their marriage or for their wives even. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I think for the most part, like we've seen that it's not a huge struggle for guys. So most of this conversation is going to focus around the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 To me, I, I feel a bit surprised maybe that 61% of women said that getting out of their heads was what helped them achieve an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Why do you say that? I just, I think that's, I don't know. That seems surprising to me. That seems. Like it seems higher, like you would have chosen. Well, like I'm like, well, what are, what are they else. thinking of before? Like, I don't know. Like, I know well, we have, I, we've done episodes on this. So I know, like, I know that like having your mind on lots of things can be difficult. And, you know, that, that plays a huge role. Well, how would you even define getting out of your head? Like, That's just what, it. How, what would you even say that is? It probably varies from woman to woman. Is it like, is it like totally okay? So I wrote my grocery list down and I wrote my to do list down, and so now I can have an orgasm. Or is it like <laughs> I've locked the door and there's music on? I feel sexy in my body. Now I'm gonna have an orgasm. Like I, it's interesting. Like it's probably way more than just getting out of your head. Yeah. Like it's probably I mean, the culmination of so many different things. Yeah. It's really just doing the right workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that right ab workout that you just need to find. Uh, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, go back and listen to it. You'll get the joke. <laughs> um, I'm not really surprised about the getting out of my head um, is the top. I mean, one of my favorite ladies who I've talked about before, Dr. Lori Brado, uh, she's like one of the biggest sex researchers right now. She uh, specifically wrote a book called Mindfulness in Sex because it's such a huge issue and she kept coming across it in her mm. studies. Like she's done loads of studies of this. Um, yeah. And like you said, like we've done an episode on this um, just a little while ago called Thoughts During Sex. So you can go and listen to that if you're more interested in like what she has to say, because I quote a little bit from her. Um I also think another thing that's contributing to like both the get out of my head and the trying more foreplay is the fact that like our culture views foreplay as the warm up that every woman has to have in order to get to the real sex. And I'm saying that in quotations, like the intercourse, right? Like, 
first of all, we need more time for our arousal and desire to kick in. And even just doing that can make us get more into our head, you know, worrying that we're taking too long or worrying if our husband is actually enjoying this and all of those, you know, cultural narratives of a wife should make sure she pleases her husband, Mm. you know, oh, I better just get there quick and let's just fake this so that he gets his and that's Mm. where it ends, you know? And I think like a huge part of this is that we need to stop thinking about sex as just the intercourse part. Like sex revolves, like it it includes all areas of our connection foreplay included. Um, One sex professor puts it this way. And I really like how she has to say it. Um, Like it makes us think about it different. Okay. So what would the world be like if men's orgasms were just foreplay and women's orgasms were the main event? If this were the case, the clitoral caressing uh, would often, like what often occurs in sexual encounters before intercourse would be called the sex and the intercourse would be called post-play. And like, Mm. I remember reading that for the first time and thinking like, holy, I've never thought about it that way. Like, yeah, no, I totally think like, the husband climaxing, that is like, that's the goal. That's like when he's done, that's goal achieved, you know, and it almost feels wrong or weird for us women to orgasm first before that intercourse happens. We don't consider that part to be the real sex. Yeah. I don't know that that is very interesting. Um, I definitely think that, um, men's pleasure has definitely been prioritized over women's pleasure in, in sex, especially the way that society preaches it to us. Um, and Emily Nagoski goes over that a ton in her book, Mm. but yeah, I mean, I'm seeing more and more couples, uh, especially like in our Facebook group and just some of the other places where we're seeing some of our followers interact more, talk about the woman getting her first orgasm during foreplay and then a second one during intercourse Mm -hmm. and maybe they're able to finish together or whatever it is, but really prioritizing her in getting one early, early foreplay, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Mm -hmm. another one during intercourse as well. So yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 not the person to ask about this. Like this has not been this has not been a thing for me. This has not been a thing in our marriage. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's mm-hmm. just I had a realization before though. So how I was saying I was surprised mm-hmm. about the getting yeah. out of my head. That I was thinking back to what I literally had just said earlier and it was like how it's a mindset shift. And how I think those things are related, but in but just the the wording of getting out of my head is what's maybe tripping yeah. me up. Like the language yeah. of it is what's making it difficult for me to to feel like that's true. So to me, for me, so for me personally, it was the getting out of my head and the figuring out what I liked and teaching my husband was combined into one thing versus this is separating that. And so I think that's why I'm surprised. For me, I would be like, well, wouldn't figuring out what you liked wouldn't that be what is getting women to like have most orgasms, but maybe it's happening at the same time as they're also then having to shift their minds into that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you saying like getting, getting into your head could almost be better? Like, cause you're intentionally thinking about what needs to happen. 
Like to me, like the figuring it out is the the getting out of your head. Do you mean in the context of like realizing it's okay that you like know what you like and get your pleasure and like is that okay? Maybe. Because you said, case okay, you said yeah, mindset yeah. shift. So how would you how would you define that? Yeah. If we like, if you define it as the same as getting out of your head, what do you mean when you say mindset shift? Then, um, and now there's so much pressure because the guy at the beginning quote like said that that episode was really good. <laughs> the mindset reset episode, um, <laughs> but okay. Um, I think just that's too much pressure. Just tell people to go listen to the episode. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> but no, I like, I think, yeah. Realizing that the mindset shift is that this is something that's going to take work. This is something that doesn't maybe happen automatically. It will require something on your part to then figure out what feels good and, and go from there. So to me, it's all one thing. Yeah. So, but that's maybe just a me thing. So you're so seeing think, it as like one big process. And this question was like breaking up parts of the process. Right. And that's why I was like, just getting out of your head. That's all that it took. Like to me, <laughs> I think that's more of my, but this wasn't, get but don't forget, this wasn't just one response, right? People could select multiples right. here. They, it's not like yeah. everyone yeah. just said getting out of my head. It's for a lot of women. Yeah. That was the, one of the most important things, or a lot of women said that more women said that was an important one than any other response. Right. Okay. So I think, I think women would agree with you then and saying like, yes, that is a huge part of it. Everyone agreed, but 61% of people said, yes, that was a big part of it for me. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, this is the part where I think we, or not we, you girls, (laughs) we, we will talk about like how, how to get there what does this even look like what what does it even mean to to figure out what i like and then teach my husband tell us kyle well (laughs) watch you squirm in your seat yeah (laughs) i can't wait for this i'm just gonna sit and listen and enjoy the conversation about orgasms but no i will say that i think I went to, when we were really early in our marriage, our church hosted a, um, like a sex talk for newlyweds thing. And so my wife and I went and I remember my wife coming out of that and, um, the wife who led the wives part of the thing, she basically said to women, like, you need to figure out what feels good. And a lot of the women, I guess, kind of like are you telling me to masturbate? And so there was that like figuring out what feels good and masturbation. And it's like, I've been told masturbation is wrong my whole life. Now you're telling me to touch myself and figure out how I like being touched or where I like being touched or what way I like being touched. And so there was a bit of a mindset shift there that women had to go through. Um, But I mean, I'll let you guys chime in here, but I would say when we say figure out what feels good, it's like, yeah, your hand or your husband's hand is down there touching and rubbing and doing whatever Mm -hmm. in all sorts of different ways so that you can feel out where it feels good, how it feels good, what pressure, what intensity, what speed, like, yeah, you are 
down there touching yourself, inserting fingers, rubbing the clit, like doing all the things. Is that right? Yeah. It's team effort. Teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Fun teamwork. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> the best homework yeah. ever for that conference. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think one thing I want to avoid here is being vague because a lot of women right. could listen to this and be like, okay, like they told me to do this thing, but like, I don't really understand what they actually meant. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, like right. let's, I would say detail is important here, especially for the women who are struggling in kind of having, I don't want to say like a recipe because sex isn't a recipe, but like things to go and try very specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember someone made a reel about the recipe card and that just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. Actually. That was a really good reel. You guys should go check it out on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it is good. It's good advice to be explicit for us, like to, to, to explain as best we can, even though it's difficult, it's a difficult thing to explain. Even listening to like how we said what orgasms feels like for different people. Yeah. It's very different for different people. Yeah. And so what gets someone to have an orgasm will not work for the next person. And that's just how God mm -hmm. made us. And so if a, if a, so good. <laughs> if a wife is listening right now and she's in the boat where she's never had one and she doesn't know where to start, what would you say to her? I would say, honestly, the first thing is to feel comfortable in your own body. Mm. Do you know what you look like down there? Have you ever taken a mirror and just observed and seen all the different parts? I'm sure you've seen now, you know, different anatomy pictures. Um, you know, like that book that we talked about, Emily Nagoski, she goes over all the different parts. Look at yourself. We also have an anatomy episode. Okay, that's true. And the anatomy <laughs> episode. But if you're more visual and need like, okay, this is where yeah, yeah, things for sure. are. And I talk about that in the episode. Right. Like have a diagram beside you while you're listening to yeah. this so you know what we're talking about. Yeah. And as you have the mirror there, you know, feel around. See if there are certain spots that like, okay, yeah, that part feels sensitive or this part doesn't. And um, I think like in our culture in the narratives and stuff that we've been brought up in many of us, you know, that area is shameful. It's, it, you don't talk about it. It feels kind of gross. It's smelly. It's, you know, like all of those narratives that we've been told make us not even think that that area is worthy of going after, <laughs> you know, and right. to just start being, start being okay with your body and not feeling those, um, negative feelings towards it you know like what do you like about yourself what is interesting what did you find that was surprising and don't go to the next step until you feel okay looking at yourself I would say that's the first step is this something that you think women should do alone or I should the husband be involved I personally think alone first it's such a vulnerable area that we've been told so many times is not to be viewed. And I think it, depending on where the woman is at, if, if like totally go for it with your husband, if you're like, yeah, let's go explore. But I think if you feel like, Oh, I don't know. I think you're going to have a bit of tenseness while you're looking that it will just take longer to get over that and to just have a moment on your own to just be okay with your body by itself first, I think is a good first step. And then for sure, yeah, 
bring your husband in and have him explore and and Mm -hmm. do whatever you feel comfortable with it doesn't have to be like don't don't feel like there's steps that you have to go through speedily to get this done you know if you if it if it's something that feels really awkward and is just not comfortable then go slower you know start with something easier um you know not going internally just viewing the outside just being okay just standing there naked somebody looking at you you know just going slowly however however fast or slow you need to go to feel comfortable and yeah have patience and grace for each other really Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and I think too there's probably there could be like anxiety around this or your body or you know you feel stress about this or um yeah so to to even have those conversations um yeah yeah. and I mean something we don't even talk about or we haven't talked about in regards to this because I don't know I I can't really speak to it but um but even people who have been through like sexual abuse or there's trauma or things like that like the stuff can be like seem like little steps, but can be huge steps yeah. for someone in, in this journey. And so we obviously don't want to take that lightly. Mm-hmm. And so to, yes, like you said, Tara, like have grace for wherever you're at in this journey and start small and start looking at yourself and then, you know, invite your husband in and be like, Hey, like, I want to figure out what feels best for me. And I want us to explore this together. Like, let's just take some time you know, we can set a timer. We don't have to set a timer, but we can just see how things go. And then the end of it, cool. We can have normal sex or we can, you know, go have a shower together. And that's the end of the night. Like you don't have to put any pressure or expectations on it. It doesn't have to be, we are touching me until I come. Like (laughs) it doesn't have to be that. (laughs) doesn't have to be that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was just going to say like, okay, She's looked at herself. She understands her own anatomy. She is now beginning to touch herself or have her husband touch herself. Like what is kind of next steps? Good question. (laughs) So I guess, Um, I guess one thing is obviously there's not a right answer, but should a woman try to achieve orgasm without intercourse before trying to achieve orgasm? during intercourse or like with just touch or I think you can try both I think you can explore it because honestly like if if doing it manually with your husband there or him doing it whatever it is like using hands and like rubbing your clit whatever it is if that's what's going to get you there and you you realize you learn the motion you know what it is you know the speed you know how fast or slow whatever that's going to be a guide to then help you when you are having intercourse and you're like, okay, how can we replicate this pressure or Mm -hmm. the speed, or how can I be moving my body to get the same kind of friction that we were doing or, you know, similar. So, but if it happens in the reverse order, I think that's also Mm -hmm. fine. Like, I don't think it is like a one size fits all, but I think it is, I think it does require a lot of communication. And I think that's another reason why this is difficult is because no one really knows. Like this is like venturing new territory. And so you're like, into the unknown exploring worlds you don't know yet. And so trying to have these conversations, it's like, well, is this feeling good? It's like, well, 
not yet. Like, I don't know. Like, it's this weird, like dance of no one really knows when it's going to happen or what it's going to take. And so I think it just requires a lot of patience and communication with one another as well. And just releasing the expectations. Yeah. And I think, you know, like in last week's episode, we talked about the different types of orgasm, right? You, you wouldn't be able to have mm. the deep, the deep orgasm without penetration. Right. So there's different types of orgasms that require different, different things. The G spot yeah. can be finger or penis, you know, so it kind of depends. Um, I would say that book that I mentioned last week, Awaken Love, uh, she goes into like real good detail on exactly what to try for each of those types of orgasms. Um, so if you are really, mm-hmm. um, like really wanting step-by-step, um, and it's a good Christian, um, view of every, everything, uh, we'll link that book in the show notes and I would highly recommend it. It is, it is excellent. It even goes into like, um, how, how to, have your husband, like what kind of positions could be comfortable having him replicate manual stimulation for you? And like, it's a really good, it's a really good book and really informative. I think it's the best one that mm-hmm. I've read. And, and I love that it's a Christian lady um, that's done it. So it's a safe, mm-hmm. it's a safe book too. Uh, so I would highly recommend that. Yeah. No, that's yeah. good. Sweet. I think too, sorry, I'm just thinking more about this. Um, (laughs) um, I don't know. I feel like there's so much, if if you're not having an orgasm, there's so much pressure around this that it makes it into like a serious task Mm -hmm. that you're trying to like get from A to B. You're trying to just like, you know, like (laughs) speed right to where you need to go. That was like my race car noise. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Yeah. Okay. There was no, no denying it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. But so to me, I think a lot of this, like, you just got to remember like that this is your person and like light candles, play music, like make out, like make sure you're ready. I don't know if that, we didn't really touch on that too much yet, but like do the foreplay, like make sure things are ready for like intercourse to happen for anything to happen first, like do all the things that you do that get you warmed up, ladies. Like whether it's like knowing that this is happening tonight. So you're like, okay, we're going to schedule this so that I know this is happening so that my mind is ready. Kyle's like, yay, schedule sex. (laughs) But like, if that's what it takes for you to be slow cooking your mind into wanting this and desiring this and then be excited about it, do those things. Right. If it's wearing lingerie, put on lingerie. If that's going to make you feel sexy and make you feel so good in your body, like do the things that are setting you up for success. I will also point. Don't try to do this. Oh, sorry. Nope. (laughs) Keep going and I'll go after it. Well, okay. Okay. Well, I was just going to say like, don't, if you're, if you're no, you're like, oh, I don't really want to, or, oh, I just don't feel great. Or I feel really bloated or whatever. Obviously don't just use those as excuses to then not have sex, Mm. but try to set yourself up for success. You're like doing the exploring and you're, you're learning and you're trying the things when you feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. Just gonna... Environment. Oh, sorry, Tira. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, I'll just be super quick. I was going to say, and ladies, if you know where you are in your cycle, if you're still having cycles, um, you know, that fertile period kind of halfway in between, um, that is when your body is actually prepped to have 
an orgasm way easier than other times of the month. Um, you know, if you've just had your period and it's been a week or so, it still won't even feel all that awesome for most women. Um, but when you get around that, you know, middle of the month time, everything it, it's lubed, it's actually open. There's more room and your body is actually wanting sex. It's wanting to create a baby. And so it's going to work in your favor to have an orgasm during that time. So if you know what your cycle is, if you're not on medication, uh, you know, try to time it towards that because you're going to have a higher chance of natural success that way. Good point. I would not have thought about that. <laughs> but that's why you're here. Um, but I was going to say we talk or I've talked a lot about environment and I think environment matters. Like Alana was saying, yeah, that can be everything from the lighting to the music, to making sure mm -hmm. the kids are sleeping, to locking the door, to, showering before so you feel clean like yeah. all sorts of things like alana said set yourself up for success as best you can by creating the most positive environment that you can yeah yeah it's like when we did that episode with anatomy us it's like what's your ideal yes. sexual scenario exactly. right do that figure out what that is for you first maybe you have to figure that out <laughs> and then okay let's do that yeah love it Anything else before we move on? No, I, I think we're good. Other things yep. will come as we keep talking. <laughs> okay. um, so the next part of the survey that we wanted to explore was frequency of orgasm. So how often are husbands and, husbands and wives achieving orgasm when they're intimate with one another? So the wives said 49% always or almost always, 25% often, 14% sometimes, 6% rarely, and 6% never. The okay. husbands said 91% always or almost always, 7% often, 1.4% sometimes, 0.7% rarely, and 0% said never. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm actually, like, if you add up often and almost always, you know, we're almost at 75% for women. That's actually like not too bad. That's higher than. Yeah. That was my first yeah. kind of impression when I saw this data was like, wow. Okay. 75% off. I mean, obviously these are subjective, right? Everyone's going to interpret yeah. often sometimes rarely differently, but right. I yeah. think the, the point is like, it's kind of on a one to five scale here. Right. And everyone's kind of, yeah at the better end of the scale that you want to be at than not, yeah. which was awesome. Right. Mm. Yeah. And the husband numbers shock nobody. So <laughs> no. no, we all know they're getting theirs. So. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think of like all the factors, like I, I wonder if to play is like the higher drive versus a lower drive spouse and and if that has a role to play in this, right? Like as women st statistically having lower drives than their husbands, is that contributing to one, their desire to want sex in mm -hmm. general, mm -hmm. and then two, their ability to orgasm because of their lack or lack of wanting sex? Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Just makes me think. 
We're supposed to think of this before oh, the survey so we can get the answer to these questions. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I have to redo all these uh, surveys. No, we're not talking about orgasms anymore after this series. Set. <laughs> Never. Done. <laughs> Um, so we then asked, what are the important factors in achieving orgasm? So this is a little bit different than the previous one, because this is more of like, what are the important factors kind of each time, not getting there for the first time. So res right. again, respondents could select as many as they wanted okay. for whichever one was appropriate for them. So the wives said 71% said sufficient for sufficient foreplay 81 percent said being touched the right way 54 percent said time 32 percent said being talked to the right way 43 percent said how sexy i feel 53 percent said my current stress level 18 percent said using toys 23 percent said where i am in my cycle and 14% said they can usually have one no matter what. Um, let's talk about this now. Like, what are your guys' yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I feel what like are your guys' takeaways here? So the number one thing was for me, I'm surprised. I'm surprised by two things right off the bat. One, I'm surprised that current stress level was not way higher with 53%. I thought that it would be like stress would be more of a factor in a woman achieving an orgasm, meaning higher stress is yeah. less of a chance of achieving it. Um, and right after what you just said here about the cycle, I'm like mm -hmm. maybe a little bit surprised that cycle is not higher and maybe that's just a lack of knowledge. I'm not yeah. sure. Right. I would say lack of knowledge. Likely. I would have no clue where I was at and how that would correlate. That's like one of my number one reasons for doing what I do. Like I want women to know, you know, like you're not broken if all of a sudden you have zero sex drive. Well, where are you in your cycle? That's like my first question mm. always because that it, it has such yeah. a high determinant of, of how we feel of what we're, what we're doing. And Yeah. So way to go, those 23%. Mm. Proud of you. <laughs> yeah. To me, I think what's neat about these statistics is that a lot of these things, you can, there's like, you can do them. Like, like being touched the right way. Like you can have a conversation, you can figure this out yeah. to go from A to B, like being touched the wrong way to being touched the mm -hmm. right way. You know, sufficient foreplay. That's something you guys can make a plan, talk about it and do it. Yeah. You know, how you feel sexy, that one, I don't know if you can't necessarily, but kind of, I mean, it's like, do you wash your face and get in your old jammies and then go into the bedroom or <laughs> should you maybe, you know, go in the bedroom first, you know? Um, yeah. So I think a lot of these are things that are like achievable things, which obviously they are because people are doing them. Um, but for those who aren't, it's like, okay, well, maybe look through the list and be like, am I being mindful about any of these things? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if not, okay, maybe that's where you start. Like, yeah, maybe it starts with all those other things as well as learning your body and what feels good. But like, are you taking into account your current stress levels? Are you, mm. do you know what being touched the right way looks like? 
for you? Like, I also, if, yeah, just a lot of things I think for people to keep in mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also found it interesting, like 32% said being talked to the right way. I'm curious. I'm kind of curious what, mm. what does that look like? What, what kind of talk like during or leading up or, you know, like, Oh babe, you look really sexy. Is it like that kind of talk or just probably during, I would say during for during? sure. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that can be like the, the dirty talk next brick yeah, on yeah. the, well, not, Oh, okay. Well, okay. We were, we were, we were thinking differently talk. there. Definitely. <laughs> Sexy talk. But just in tight, in terms of like types of talk, I think that, right. yeah, the type of talk, like w- on one side, you can have like the encouragement of like, oh yeah, like it feels really good when you're doing that. And then that gets you like, yeah. Encouraged, okay. right. That, mm-hmm. that positivity building towards that. And then on the other side, you could have like those that are really turned on by certain types of talk or hearing certain words or hearing certain things about what they're doing, like the dirty talk side of right. things. And I don't like that word dirty talk because it makes it seem bad, but. Right. And you're not meaning like swearing. No, 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 like no, that. no, exactly. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else before we talk about the husbands? No. Okay. So for the husbands, 34% said sufficient foreplay. foreplay. Wow, I can't say that today. (laughs) Um, 44% said being touched the right way. 23% said time. 20% said being talked to the right way. 8% said how sexy I feel. 28% said my current stress level. 3% said using toys. And 64% said they can usually have one no matter what. I well the husbands just aren't having trouble <laughs> they're, yeah. they're doing okay yeah yeah and I they mean, don't need to feel sexy to have an orgasm <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean if we take away the last one that says you know you can have one yeah. no matter what take that out of there what stands out to you guys I would have thought my current stress level would have been higher yes that, that surprises me, me that it's not but in the same breath, do people not also use sex as a way to relieve stress? That's a good point yeah. too. So yeah, yeah. So even when you were saying Kyle before that you were surprised about the wives, I was like, "But are we?" Because it's a like at the same breath, like yes, people are stressed out, so their sex drive goes down. We know those are linked, mm-hmm. but maybe it's also like a way to like relieve the stress. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that one, I thought that one would have been higher. Being touched the right way, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's the, the number two spot. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I was kind of surprised by the foreplay one because, I mean, <laughs> I, I would have just thought that for most guys, intercourse was kind of enough. But like I have said in the past, there is a point where guys need to feel aroused too before they get into right. the yeah. thing. So I guess, yeah, maybe I'm talking myself out of this one. <laughs> before they get into the, the thing. thing. Is that what right? I said? <laughs> 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 oh, that was just like a, yeah, the thing. Yeah. 
the sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one too. Yeah. I mean, that one could also be perhaps thought of as a couple together. Sufficient foreplay for the both, perhaps. Oh yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, what do we do if couples need support for this? Yeah. How do they? How do you navigate that? Yeah. So we we address this as best we could um, to find out how the inability to achieve orgasm affected the relationship between husband and wife, if at all. So the first question we asked was. Has achieving orgasm ever been difficult for you that it made you or your partner frustrated? The wives responded 70% yes, 23% no, and 7% not sure. On the husband side, they reported 36% yes, 59% no, and 5% not sure. So I think this is definitely worth some discussion here. Like as women, what do you guys think about the frustration that comes about as a result of the spouses, usually the wife being unable to orgasm? Like Alana, did this ever come up with you guys through your journey? Not that I remember us. Like I, I think it was just a combined, we were like, I wonder what it's going to take. Like, I don't know how we're going to get there. Right. And it wasn't necessarily that Jeff was frustrated more than me or I was more than him necessarily that I can recall. Um, I think, so I guess that's what I'm wondering here is that, because the question is, was it difficult for, has achieving an orgasm made you or your partner frustrated? Yeah, like, did the inability to achieve orgasm ever bring about frustration in your marriage? Hmm. So did the husbands just not know that it was frustrating? <laughs> or not happening? I don't That's know. Was that number being so low? <laughs> Tira, what do you think? Well, I, I mean, I would tend to think that the wives would say that, yes, it's frustrating, first of all, for ourselves that we're not getting there. But I think we will also feel the frustration of our husbands, even if they aren't frustrated, because we are, we go back to those same thinking of like, oh, we're supposed to please Mm -hmm. our husband. And yeah, if he knows that I'm not getting there, that's going to be frustrating for him. So I feel like women have it on both ends are just our narrative we've been brought up in as well as not getting there ourselves not necessarily Mm -hmm. knowing actually if the husband is frustrated or not right but just assuming that because it's taking us more than a certain amount of time then they're looking at their watch being like okay well when are you getting there yeah and we could be frustrated with ourselves still calling it frustration on ourselves even though yeah, where we, we could be interpreting something that isn't there. Yeah. Right. What do you think about this, Kyle? I, I could definitely see this being frustrating. Like if my wife wasn't able to orgasm, I would feel at minimum like a bit of a responsibility for mm-hmm. her inability to orgasm. And that would frustrate me because yeah. like, like we asked, um, I think it's coming up here. 
how it affected husbands and their view of their own performance or their own ability in the bedroom, I, I would definitely say they would have a negative effect on like my self-confidence as a husband to please his wife for sure. Cause mm-hmm. like I've said mm-hmm. before, guys get as much or more pleasure from seeing their wives in pleasure from what they're doing than receiving pleasure at themselves. So being unable to see my wife at her maximum pleasure orgasm would be frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we asked the husbands this, we said, if achieving orgasm has ever been difficult for your wife, did this negatively affect the way you viewed your ability in the bedroom? Mm. 59% said yes. 35% mm. said no. 6% said not sure. So you've got mm. 60% of guys who have been through this viewing themselves in a negative light because of their inability or they feel like it's their inability to bring their wife to orgasm. It makes right. me wonder too, like if the wife is picking up that the husband is frustrated, you know, I feel like it's much easier for us to make the right sounds and the motions to show that we've gotten there, even though we haven't to make him feel mm-hmm. okay. You know? Well, and then that would, that could even mm-hmm. add to the inability to get there, right? Because exactly. you've got your own frustration and yep. then you've got the frustration that like, yeah, you feel like you're letting your husband down. So it's just exactly a brutal cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So we followed up by asking who it was more frustrating for. Mm. So was it more frustrating for you or your spouse or uh, the other option was we didn't get frustrated. So the wives said 59% it was more frustrating for me. 18% said it was more frustrating for their husband. 12% said they didn't get frustrated and 11% said not sure. On the husband side, 42% said me, 20% said my wife, 25% said they didn't get frustrated, and 13% said not sure. Not sure. I am surprised that the husbands would think that they are more frustrated than their wives. But I think it's like I but, said, right? It's this, you feel like you're failing your wife almost, yeah. right? you I think, I think guys take this harder than we think they do. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But also for a woman who, who didn't orgasm for a while, there can come a complacency where you just, Mm. you do what you do and you don't really care. Like, it's Mm. like, it seems like this thing that's far away. So maybe there is no frustration anymore because you're like, this is just how it is. And you're just. Right. I was just, yeah, that, yeah, that totally makes sense. I was just thinking, can that almost be a good thing where you finally like you give it up and you're like, whatever, I'm not going to let this stress me out anymore. Like, I don't care, but you've kind of like released that. Like I would equate it. Yes and no. I would equate it to, I don't know if you guys have had stories like this, but we've got people in our church who, you know, they can't get pregnant for so long and then they finally just like, okay, whatever, we're not getting pregnant and then they've given up that idea that they're going to get pregnant and then they get pregnant, right? Like the stress right. and all of like the weight and the burden of trying for this thing for so long. And then you finally just give it up and you're like, whatever, we're just 
gonna have sex like normal people now not worry about trying mm-hmm. to have a kid and then they get pregnant so i was thinking is is that kind of a similar thing here where it's like okay well i guess i'm not gonna have one i'm not gonna worry about it anymore i'm just gonna move on and enjoy sex as best i can and then it's like boom oh wow okay i i don't know i'm just in asking a, right in an ideal world yes but i think orgasm requires more of a woman than just sex to happen. Like, unless you can just have an an orgasm through penetrative sex, then maybe that would all of a sudden happen for you. But in the case where it's typically, it requires a little bit more than just that. If you're not trying to do those things, you wouldn't then be having an orgasm. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think it's, it's less of that. I think it's more just then you're not trying what potentially could. I think one important thing that you said at the end there, Kyle, was like, if you're giving it up and you are just going to try enjoying the things that you enjoy in sex more, I think if you had that attitude, yeah, it might. Mm. Because instead of viewing it as, as having an end goal of orgasm, but instead just enjoying the different parts that you do enjoy. AKA mindfulness, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting out of your head. Uh, yeah, I think there would be a possibility of that, but it would be, you'd have to be intentional about part of that in that you're choosing to enjoy instead of just being like, well, okay, whatever. It's always going to be this way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One other thing that I found interesting was like the amount of couples who said not sure. And to mm-hmm. me, that says to some degree, they're not talking about it, right? Like these frustrations are being bottled up inside and not voiced. And then I wonder like, could this thing have been solved sooner or could orgasm have been Mm. achieved sooner had there been communication about this? Totally. Mm -hmm. I think probably. Yep. Um, Yes and no. Like, I think you can talk about it to an extent but that still won't make it happen. I guess the talking about and then doing something about the talking about. Like yeah. Right. It, taking, taking the next steps of like, okay, how can we do this together? How can we work it out? Yeah. 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 I also wonder, but, yeah. I also wonder how many couples guessed. Yeah. Like, oh, I think it was probably mm. my husband that was more frustrated or I think I was yes, more frustrated. Totally. But again, like they haven't openly talked about it and it's like oh i i'll just guess mm-hmm. yeah um and lastly i wonder how many husbands of the 25 percent that said they didn't get frustrated or vice versa were unaware of the frustration that their spouse was actually having so it's like oh we didn't get frustrated but maybe there's some naivety on that person's part mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there wasn't communication about yeah. it right yeah mm-hmm yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, we did ask those who struggled to achieve orgasm if they felt that it was important to their spouse. So of the wives that struggled to achieve orgasm, 76% of them said, yes, I felt like it was important or as important to my husband as it was to me. Okay. And then for the husbands, they said 64%. But again, the husbands was a super low number. Um, I think the husbands probably interpreted that for yeah. their wives. Yeah. 
Right. That's good that they feel three quarters of the way supported. It's a good start. Totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, one encouraging response was that 90% of wives and 88% of husbands responded yes or mostly yes that they felt supported by their spouse throughout the struggle. So like yeah, this great. is a team thing for a lot of couples, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. 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 Um, Amazing. And lastly, we tried to get at um, how pornography was affecting orgasms mm. within marriage. So 63% of wives said that they have orgasmed while consuming pornography in any form. So this would be like photo, video, written, any form that is what we would consider pornography. 92% of husbands said that they have orgasmed while consuming pornography in any form. Um, any thoughts there? Not really. It's, it's, I mean, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I'm really, I'm really grateful that the people who are responding to our stuff are being honest. Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, um, cause I think that is a big, a big deal to just share with three strangers mm. what's going on one with your sex life in general, whether you're orgasming, orgasming or not, or how you feel about it and things like that. And even stuff like this, where, you know, maybe other people in your life don't even know this, mm. but you're, you know, disclosing it in a survey. So we just really appreciate you guys and your vulnerability yeah. to share that. And I just yeah. want to reiterate, not just in case anyone interpreted what Alana said in a different way, this is all anonymous. Like we do not collect any oh, yeah, personal no. information. No, no, no. We have no idea who we said this. We don't know your name. We don't know your email address. <laughs> no. Nothing like this is all anonymous. No. So yeah, you shared that. You yeah. shared this with us, but we have no idea who you yes. are. No, 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 no. Um, um, so yeah, we want to follow this... that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say one thing about this stat too is that we had said, you know, that they have orgasmed while consuming, but it didn't say like at what point in their life, too. Right. right. We 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 Correct. didn't say no, in marriage, we didn't right? differentiate. So we just said could be at all at any point in their life too. It's not yeah. like these right. So, uh, but I think there too. Yeah, for sure. I think the takeaway is like just how big pornography is. Prolific it is. Yeah. And I'm mm -hmm. always surprised by how high the yeah. female numbers are. Mm -hmm. Like the more that I research this and learn about yep. this through my own struggles, is just so not just a male thing. Nope. And the female mm -hmm. stuff, like yes. it's just not talked about even a little bit. No, oh, totally not. Totally. That there's way more shame there. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so we followed this question up because um, we wanted to see if pornography consumption affected the ability to orgasm at all. 16% of wives said that they felt their pornography addiction did affect their ability to orgasm. 19% of husbands said that they felt their pornography addiction did affect their ability to orgasm. Um, yeah, I don't know how to feel about this because part of me thinks this should be higher mm -hmm. as pornography is definitely known to desensitize the brain's ability mm -hmm. to receive pleasure from another person versus a screen. But then if you think about it, like 
20%, almost 20% for the men, like that's pretty high. Like that's one out of every five guys still. Um, I'm more like, I don't really know about the desensitization of women. Like I haven't studied female pornography addiction in any capacity, but Mm -hmm. I know for the men that, yeah, like our brains are plastic. It can change. They can have rewiring of pathways Mm -hmm. and stuff. And there are a lot of guys out there who have a hard time getting there because of their pornography addiction. Their body is so used to them doing it themselves or receiving the pleasure Mm -hmm. from a screen that, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's even guys out there who would straight up say that they prefer Mm -hmm. pornography versus like real sex or they prefer the way that they do it because they've touched themselves enough. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And that's just, that's, that's where the addiction leads. And Mm. I mean, if you're there, there is a way out and I encourage you to Mm. seek help and go listen to my story. If you want, it's episode 94. Um, yeah, there's lots of resources out there. Yeah. Yeah. And we can link, um, like covenant eyes below. And this is, if this is something that you're like, okay, wait, I don't want my brain to be like this. I don't want to have those, you know, uh, feel that for a screen versus my wife. Like this has got to change. Like highly recommend you check them out. Um, and yeah, listen to Kyle's episode because he goes really well into depth in that area. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Well, I think that kind of wraps up this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Next well, time we will be yeah. talking about how to achieve multiple orgasms. When it comes to orgasms, besides <laughs> how do I have one, the next most popular question is how do I have more than one? So we're going to dedicate yeah. an entire episode to this so that hopefully Alana and Tira can teach you. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that happy oh, note, uh, let me just pray to close. Yeah. Lord Jesus, thank mm-hmm. you for this space that we can come and talk about all of this, uh, all of these things. Lord, you know all of our marriages, you know the struggles, you know our communication. Lord, I just pray that you would um, help speak to the couples that need to be communicating about these things, uh, that they will be working as a team together, that they will um, learn to explore each other's bodies if that's what needs to happen. I just break off shame or any of these um, mm-hmm. cultural narratives that we've been told, um, Lord, that we can view our bodies in new light and that we can come together as a team, as um, as a partnership with you at the head, and um, that we can just start experiencing more fun, more orgasms. Thank you for the pleasure that you've intended for us. Amen. 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 Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like our content, please like, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And tell your friends too. Thanks so much for journeying with us today as we tackled the hard questions and dive deep into godly intimacy. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to see more of our content and check the show notes for any links we might have mentioned in today's episode. We're so grateful to be on this journey with you and we can't wait to see you in the next episode. 